Survives Wingfoot. Now the moment Aaron Bradley has waited. Curry Webb is the five-time Australian Open champion. Golf at its best by one of the best in golf, Peter Thompson. Stand in front of a crowd like this today and win the PGA Championship is pretty special. He's done it at last. Greg Norman. to golf across Australia and the world. Thanks to Golf Australia, we're going inside the ropes. Subscribe now on iTunes or your favourite podcast app or head to golf.org.au. Hello and welcome to the magnificent Royal Adelaide Golf Club. I'm Mark Hayes. You're listening to Inside the Ropes, episode number 149. As we uh, check in on a magnificent third round of the ISPS Handout Women's Australian Open Golf Championship from this beautiful course in South Australia, I'm joined by the two most enthusiastic podcasters in the Southern <laughs> Hemisphere. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Mike Clayton. Hazy, how are you? Very to, well. I'm very well. Well, I know you're well. I've been with you all day, so <laughs> what a ridiculous thing to say. And it's not often that we find you in the Southern Hemisphere, Huggy, but John Huggin, welcome along. I like it here at this time of year. Thanks for having me. It's, it's a little bit warmer, isn't it? I was just telling, just I was, a tad. I was telling Huggy how cold it was this morning. He was laughing at me. <laughs> it's, it's cold out here today. <laughs> what is <laughs> Ridiculous notion. It's beautiful out there. 26 degrees every day in beautiful South Australia. Yeah. It's never anything but, except when they have bushfires. Yeah, well, that's another subject. That is another subject. And we won't go too far into that one because we're going to focus here on the golf. And uh, we're a bit blown away here by Inby Park. We shouldn't be, as we last spoke to you um, earlier in the week on another podcast. Uh, Clates invented a new verb. It was to Inby. And I'm sure that we're going to hear it a lot in the next next hour of this show, Clates, because Inby Park has inbeed her way to a not an impregnable position, but she's getting she's on the doorstep of it with a dominant third round. Well, she's barely made a mistake this week. A couple of three putts, bogeyed the third hole, left trees and over the back, and she made another... What was the other... She three-putted 13, she three-putted seven, she bogeyed three, and she made another... She, she, she made, did she make a bogey today somewhere? No, she made two she bogeys made two. today. She she made a bogey on the third where she left, missed the fairway left and then overshot the green and, and couldn't control the ball spin out of the pine needles at the back. And then she um, made a three-putt from about 60 feet on the 13th. So uh, there were only mistakes today. No, no mistakes yesterday. Uh, she three-putted seven. Oh, and she drove in the right bunker at 18 the first day. That's right, yes. So, you know, I mean, they're... So you're giving Tiny her basically four errant shots. Well, you know, you know, it's like Roger Federer played a five. He's played a three-set match and he's had four unforced errors. I mean, it just yeah. doesn't happen. And you've yeah. got to be really careful here because if you use the term blemish-free, Huggy might go he's nuts. Well, I'm I'm just sitting here worried to death, really, because you know <laughs> Mike Clayton's been telling us all week that NB Park is going to win, and I'm. Starting to think he might be right, and he might actually know what he's talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Let's quickly run down the leaderboard here. Inby Park, as we said, just a spectacular round today. 68, highlighted, arguably highlighted by 
uh, a big birdie bomb on the last where she was, to my mind, playing for a par and just to keep the big numbers off the card and still manage a birdie. So she's gone 67, 69, 68 in her three rounds to uh, have a three-round total of 15 under the card. And she's a three-shot leader from her countrywoman, young 19-year-old Ian Cho, who's uh, signed today for a third consecutive 69 to sit at 12 under. That's a remarkable goal from such a young talent. Uh, Marina Alex from the United States is outright third at 11 under. Um, flirted with uh, chasing Inby for a while today and just made a couple of mistakes coming in. And then a pair of French women at uh, in a share of fourth. Uh, Huggy, I know that you went out and watched a little bit of Perrine Delacour, who was arguably the most impressive score today mm. uh, and definitely of the leaders. Uh, her 67 was, was a sensational. Round. Yeah, I, I spoke to her afterwards and, and wrote about her for the Golf Australia website as well. She's... Um, to be honest with you, um, she did all the damage early. I mean, she was six under par through ten holes, but she kind of hang on, hung on after that, and she was struggling a bit at the end. But her putter saved her. Um, I watched her play in person the last three holes um, for the, the the radio show earlier, and she came up well short at sixteen and didn't have a very good chip and not a very good putt. So that was a four. She made a great four at the seventeenth after a half kind of not great drive, but. a left the second shot well shot again, chipped it six feet past and left this horrible little downhill slidey left to right thing, which she knocked right in for her birdie. Then she had a good drive at 18, but a very poor second shot, pulled it left to the green, which is where you, just exactly where you don't want to go, hit a clumsy chip 15 feet past and then knocked it in for four. So <laughs> as, as I said earlier, it was Henry Longhurst, the old golf writer, used to say three of them and one of those makes four. So... Um, <laughs> She, her putter saved her, but she was hanging on at the end. I think she admitted that afterwards. The ball striking wasn't quite as good as it had been earlier. But it's a difficult thing mentally as much as physically to have a fast start like that. And then you become aware of what you're doing in the leaderboard. You're on the leaderboard and the TV cameras appear and you're suddenly, you know, it's a whole different ball game, isn't it? It's my goal tomorrow to say something on uh, Women's Australian Open Radio for Qatar Airways, Clates, that Huggy will use on the other side of the world during a podcast later this year. Well, you never know. Three of the three of three those, of them and one of those makes four. Henry Lawrence, yeah, Henry's yeah. a yeah, and I do yeah. legend. Henry but that, but that's a that's a, it's a great phrase. I mean, it yeah. sums it up beautifully. Yeah, it's three scabby shots and a putt and a good yeah. putt. Yeah. yeah. Oh well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yes, right. No. Oh well, there we are. That's <laughs> his famous. For those who don't know, I was um, <laughs> suggesting that Brian Buds may well possibly putt into the bunker at the road hole when he when he did. That was all. Hen- there was a silence for a few seconds, and all Henry said was, "Ah, oh, well, there we are." <laughs> and that was all you need to say. <laughs> true, true enough. Uh, continuing down the leaderboard, um, there are four women locked at, in a share of six at nine under, which is six behind Inby Park. Madeline Sagstrom, we can talk about a bit in a minute. Elizabeth Zokel from the United States. Yu Lu from China. But Clates, I wanted to talk to you about Maria Farsi, who. Among other things today, I mean, she had a, a pretty eventful round, to be honest. But before we talk about that, one specific shot as we sit here overlooking the magnificent 18th fairway at Royal Adelaide. As those who know the course uh, will recall, there's a, a road that comes from the from the Tapley's Hill Road back to the clubhouse. It dissects the uh, or splits the 18th fairway. Um, I understand it's about 290 metres off the tee to get to that, or 283 metres from the tee to get to that road. She was over it. And she went over it today. 
And the ball's not going too far. And it's not, for what people think, it's not downwind. It's helping a little bit off the left, um, but it's mostly across. Her, her shot today was across the breeze. Yeah, she's got, it be interesting to see what her clubhead speed is. It's probably, I don't know, 100 and, does anyone know what Maria Fassi's clubhead speed is? My guess would be We could Google 115. Yeah, yeah. In that yeah, area, yeah, she looks unbelievably powerful. Mm-hmm. So she's the Dustin Johnson of you. Better learn to hit. You know, once you learn to hit a wedge, you'll win eight times a year out there. Yeah, you know, because she's. That's, yeah, that, she'll I mean, be hitting a lot. That's all she's got left. Yeah. You know, so yeah. she can. That's a phenomenal strike here. It makes a mockery of the hole. It's sometimes though, and Michael probably confirm this that you can, especially downwind, you can get too close. It's not just about distance when the, on a course like this, in wind like this. It's not just pure distance. Well, You've got to think about it. She pitched it on 30 feet short and made four, but mm. she was in the rough, in fairness. That made it a little trickier, but yeah. the rough's not that onerous this way. You get flies out of the rough. You're not gouging it out. Mm. But so at one stage... Still, she's amazingly powerful. She is, and she's got good hands. On the fifth today, she knocked one in from uh, mid-range with her second well, shot she was, eagle. Someone saw that. She was 30 yards off the green yeah. or something. Yeah, like it was another massive crazy. drive. Yeah. Down breeze on the fifth. Um, it's probably the you know the, the hole that is destroyed most by a southerly wind here. Mm. Uh, and she knocked that in for a two. And that, w- that had her four under through five holes at one stage. And just as she got her name in the same bracket as Inby Park, no, not much later than that, uh, Huggy, and she had an, a double bogey on the seventh playing up, back up into the wind, the par three. Yeah. Birdied the eighth down breeze. Um, and I think she went on and she birdied the 11th. Uh, and then on the 12th, which is another tough par three. So she's come a cropper on the two par threes, another double bogey. Mm. Yeah, it was unfortunate, the, the timing of the first one. We were on the on the radio and everyone was talking her up and how great she was playing. And then suddenly, without anyone really noticing, she took a double bogey and we had to reverse gears, as it were. And, and, and Clates is doing magnificent research here on the side and her driver's swing speed has been clocked at 112 miles an hour with a carry of 287 yards. Um, uh, <laughs> you always clate the Greg Norman numbers, who was you know world class, obviously back in the day. Greg was averaging what two eighty five. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Maria Fasti, a name to look out, and and she was the one for those who don't recall who was um, at the Augusta Women's National Augusta National Women's Amateur. Um, she lost it. Lost to Jennifer Cupcho, right? Yeah, but uh, they were the ones who sort of jeweled that out and put it on the map globally, and she's. Making great strides as a pro, um, signing a lot of deals uh, with big American companies to, you know, be toting around on her bag and on her hat and on her shirts and stuff. And I think we're going to hear a lot more of Maria Farsi. Michelle Wee. Well, the corporate darling who. Michelle Wee had a. Would you say Michelle Wee had a good career? Not a great career. She had a good career by most standards. She won the US Open and. Not what we expected. She was 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 going to win. 30 times in that tour. Mm. It's hard to pot someone who's won a major championship in, in golf, but I don't think... if she In the cold light of day, I reckon that Michelle Wee would say that she hasn't done what she... She, under, she, she underachieved. She underachieved. What she had yeah, to yeah, yeah if you'd said when Michelle Wee was 15 and contending in majors that yeah. what's the under or over of major championships she's going to win, it was more than, yeah, I mean, she more than made, a handful, wasn't She it? almost made the cut on the PGA Tour at the age of 14 or whatever yeah. it was, and it was ridiculous. Yeah. We'll, we'll assess uh, who can run Inby Park down a little later in the show, but I'm sure Maria Farsi's name will come back up in that conversation. Quickly running down the board here, uh, a friend of the podcast, uh, Christina Kim, a legend in her own right, uh, for the second straight day had a truckload of birdies, and only this time she didn't give them all back, which is magnificent. Uh, she had six birdies today, 
capping the five that she had to start around yesterday, Cleese, before it went into free fall. And she's rocketed up with a 68 to get to eight under par. Uh, and in doing so, um, probably is at the, on the verge, I reckon, of possible contenders alongside Soyon Yu, Brittany Altamare and Amy Olsen. Hmm. Good to see Christina playing well. She needed an invitation to get into the tournament. She lost her card last year, got it back at the Tour School, finished ninth at the Vic Open last week. So she's, um, she's on the wrong side of 30, and which is well on the <laughs> old side for this tour. <laughs> but it's good to see her playing well. She's, a, as everyone knows, a great character. And That's very true. We always should be welcoming Christina Kim to Australia if she wants to play, well, play as long as you want. Anyone who listened to the uh, Qatar Airways Women's Australian Open Radio today and had, had heard her speak about South Australia and Adelaide in particular um, would definitely have her back in a heartbeat. Uh, she's a great yeah, advocate. Yeah, for, she loves it here. Yeah, experiencing the world and all the diff- different things that are available. There's a heap of players at seven under. In fact, I'll do my maths here. It looks like there's about eight, maybe nine of them. One, two, three, four. There's eight players at a sh- in a share of seventh and I'm not going to go over them all except to focus on one who's Hannah Green who's the leading Australian. Told us on that uh, Australian Open Radio program today that she was happy to have a 72 the way she played. Probably probably one or two too far back to have a run at it, but you know, a sign of a good, thorough professional huggy that she can do that without well, her A-game. It's a sign of where she is right now that um, she's disappointed and, and everyone else is really that she's not higher up the leaderboard, but what position is she exactly? She's in the share of 14th. 14th. I mean, that now it, where Hannah Green is in women's golf, that that's that's below par. Looks for her, and that's the biggest compliment you nah, can pay. Her. No, I don't think it's below par. Below, that's what I'm saying. No, I don't think it is. It's a decent week for her. You think 14th? Yeah, it's not good. anymore. She's nah. better than that. She wouldn't. She wouldn't agree, Clates. Yeah. yeah. No, I think it's about. That, that's a yeah, but, but, decent but, but week. But what for do you her? know? You've been telling yeah, us NB Park's going to win all week. No, I, yeah. <laughs> 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 it was a, It was a. A lone hand, really. I think Hannah, put it this way, I think she's a long way from her best. Yes. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Not this week, but a long way from five years right. away from yeah, being. Yeah, that yeah. might be true, too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, she's the shining light and going solo for Australia tomorrow, really, in the final round, because there wasn't much really to shout for down the, down the line. Uh, Robin Choi had a 74 alongside Minji Lee, who had also had a 74 today. Uh, and the pair of them were tied for 39th at three under the card, and that's too far back to catch Inby Park. I can say that without say that without any fear of contradiction. You can't normally do that with predictions in golf. What's the biggest catch up? How do you remember? Van, Van uh, Laurie. Paul Laurie, ten mean? shots behind. Ten shots with eighteen holes to go. Yeah, shot sixty-seven. Yeah. What's realistic? Five, maybe six. Well, it depends on the number of bodies. How many people are well. true? Yeah. Yes. We're going to talk about that in a couple yeah. of minutes. But for the moment, Catherine Kirk, um, one of two other Australians remaining in the field. 75 today to finish at two over, and Karis Davidson just had a couple of. Um, just, just bad mistakes basically early in her round that just cost her any chance of uh, making progress up the leaderboard. Carter to 79 to uh, be, well, she's qualified to be the first person out tomorrow. Let's put it that way. She's Is that the, the nicest way I can put that? Australia's Carter Davidson this week. Uh, you've, you've, <laughs> you've ditched her? Yeah. So she's eight over the card and, uh, uh, sorry, six over the card. No, she won't be in the last group. She'll be in the second to last group. So It'll be a single out first, isn't it? T- yeah, Tonya Duffenrude will be out. Last she's at eight over and Karis Davidson with a 79 today will be in the second last group alongside Charlotte Thomas of England. All right, we're going to take a quick break on Inside the Ropes. We're going to come back and do a bit more of an assessment of day two here, day three rather, 
at Royal Adelaide Golf Club. Hi, I'm Minji Lee, and I'm proud to be an ambassador for MyGolf, Australian Golf's national junior program. One of my favourite things about coming back to Australia is seeing all the kids getting into golf. MyGolf is every Aussie kid's first step on their golfing pathway. It's all about fun and friendship, learning golf and life skills in a safe and healthy environment. Sir, if your child is between 5 and 12 years old, be sure to find a program near you at mygolf.org. Welcome back to Inside the Ropes, uh, episode number 149, uh, live from Royal Adelaide Golf Club as we recap an event-filled day three of the ISPS Hand of Women's Australian Open. Huggy, you might have to straighten me up a bit here. We had a bit of a giggle in the break. Yeah, it was, we were rudely interrupted <laughs> by a, a rogue spectator. It's, uh, things can only get better oh, from here. Dear. Apologies to the listeners. Uh, Huggy, you brought something up that was uh, well worth a conversation. During the break, uh, only two amateurs who mm. were uh, we played well enough to make the cut here this week. Uh, and... It did seem like it was going to be a one-horse race until today, and uh, a, a, an English young English woman by the name of Charlotte Heath made a bit of a go of it. Yeah, well, she's the Australian amateur champion, no less. Um, so she deserves a lot of credit. I mean, she, I think she's still at school. I think she had to get time off school to come and play last week and this week. Uh, so she's, I mean, she must be 17 at, at yeah. the old, yeah. I so. think that's right. And we had an interesting conversation with her school on Twitter just to make sure she oh, could right. come. It was, yeah. it, was, it was quite entertaining, actually. What was the verdict? Uh, yeah, no, they were, yeah. they were just so thrilled that one of their students could come and win the Australian Amateur. Uh, and, you know, for her then not, for them not to be able to take out the prizes wasn't really in their mm. minds. And the she, prize, this yeah. is the big prize. I mean, she's just the latest product of a stream of young English girls who've done, and a lot of them are on the tour now. We'll see them here this week. They're doing extremely well. England Golf, the organisation up there, they're doing a terrific job. Of, they are. They're just a conveyor belt of good players coming so out there. So what did English Golf do from the mid-70s when there was, a, there was they were, the press were all over English Golf? When well, I was a kid, yeah. what's wrong with English Golf? Jack was their star, but who's the who's? But there was nothing, was there? Yeah. Which in fairness wasn't true. There were Mark James and Howard Clark and Ken Brown. There were, yeah. Nick Fratt, there were lots of good players, but... The press were all over it in 1975. Well, I think they, they, they're based now at Woodall Spa in Lincolnshire in the middle mm. of England, which is a superb golf course. I, my theory is that they just take them to Woodall Spa and say, go and play. And they play, play there for a week and they emerge as better players yeah. for that. But uh, there's got to be more to it than that, obviously. But they're, this whatever it is they're doing, they're doing a hell of a job. That, this girl golfs. Uh, mm. Promotion that's yeah. got a lot of tentacles out there, hasn't it? And it's there's been a lot of girls, which is great to see. Yeah. It's not just boys that they're no. you know, yeah. coming through. The, the, the female side of things is really strong. That's great to see. So Charlotte Heath today, uh, a quality 74 in breezy conditions here in the third round, and took two shots out of the lead of Taiwan's Ho Yuan in the uh, the race for low amateur. So Ahn is 47th at two under par, and Charlotte Heath now one over the card. Um, so it's, yeah, a, it's a contest. Game on. So yeah. um, I'm sure Heath's starting to you know settle into Australian conditions quite nicely, so expect her to uh, make a charge. Now, Clates, speaking of making a charge, you were intimating about how far back you could come from. As we sit here, there's only one person out practising, um, probably only an hour or so after we um, saw the final putt drop today, and it's the... It's the Ayan one Cho. of the pink balls, Iron Cho. She's out there in the green. Well, grinding. Let's oh, say grinding. Well, she's on a phone at the moment. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying not to go to the phone. I have been watching her, but uh, no, she's, she's out doing the hard yards here, isn't she? She is. She's probably on Twitter with Mike Clayton. <laughs> no, she's not on Twitter. She's... Um, 
Big day for her tomorrow. Playing, it's a massive playing day. with her hero. I assume one assumes that she grew up admiring more than admiring Inby Park, who's the, the queen of Korean golf. So it'll be interesting to see how she handles tomorrow. She was lost in the wind last week at 13th Beach and shot out. What did she shoot in the end? She was leading with nine to go, right? She was close to she lead. She was right there. Yeah, yeah it, it was a lot in the yeah, end. I think, a lot, yeah. but. Um, so she's I'm, good. I mean, you know, she's just part of it. Speaking of the English conveyor belt, where the mm, Korean oh, conveyor belt is yeah. England yeah. times 10. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, so Ian Cho um, has no status on the LPGA Tour. She's here. I don't think she's a member. Is she I think, no, that's Christina right. Christina Lance told us that earlier. I think she's not a member of the LPGA. And so the to, get, to get the best way for her to get status is to win tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, and then it all opens up for her. She's right now a KLPGA player and an ALPG player, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, having been runner-up in the Australian Amateur Championship, one uh, behind what Charlotte Heath did, uh, but Ian Cho was the runner-up to, I think, Minji Park at Metropolitan, I want to say, probably back in 2016. Uh, It was At that time, she was um, a bit of a... Well, she was the the black sheep of the Korean golfing community. She'd she'd abandoned, or they'd abandoned her, the national squad program. So all the... Korean players there for representing the national team had their blue pants on and their white shirt and looking pristine. She had these crazy radical colours and she was uh, outside the loop. Um, I kind of like that. I mean, yeah. it's, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's an individual game. and you it, know, it shows you who she is. Yes. Yeah. You've uh, got to be strong mentally to do that. Correct. And, you know, she could easily have thought, oh, my God, I've been cut by the all-powerful Korean program. Mm. I'm gone. And she clearly didn't. Came to Australia, made her mark. Um, I think they ended up getting around her just because she's so good. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was it was she was definitely out in the out in the uh, the boondocks there for a while. So great to see her here again. She's got a beautiful smile. She's very engaging, Clates. How did she play last year on the KLPJ? Did she play? I assume she played well, right? Yeah. Look, I haven't got those stats in front of me, but uh, I understand she was one of the uh, an absolutely brilliant crop of rookies on the KLPJ tour. Uh, only nineteen. We watch her grind away out here on the putting green. She's got a massive future. She hits at a prodigious distance, uh, as they all do. Her ball flight now, compared to what it was when we watched her play the Australian Amateur, is ridiculous. So uh, I think that she's the natural contender to try to run down uh, in V Park. But can you guys see anyone else being the more likely to chase down the uh, Olympic champion? Um, it's hard to see. I mean, Envy just looks like she's going to continue to shoot 68 every day. Yeah. So that if she does that, she's going to win. Well, you know she's not going to miss the fairway. She's yeah. going to putt well. She's she's played the four hard holes amazingly well this week, mm-hmm. still without a bogey on any yeah. of them. In fact, she was going to bogey the 12th hole until you, you, you were watching when she slammed the pin with the yeah. chip shot on the... 12th hole and stopped it by the hole, but that was, was going off the front of the green, wasn't it? It was. She was over the back and it was threatening to go well over the front, but she had that magical moment. You made a really good comment. Guy said she's having one of those days, and you said... Oh, she's having one of those... Well, well was, like someone said of Jack Nicholas, he, he said he's on a 25-year lucky streak. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, and you know, the thing about that shot is it was right on line, so yeah. you know... All credit to MB Park. And I, look, from, for what it's worth from me, I think Madeline Sagstrom's going well enough to post a low score. Uh, as we said earlier, I think Maria Farsi's got the capacity to dial up something stupid. Whether she can do it on day four in her rookie, well, 
Yeah. The first and full season on the LPGA Tour is another thing to... Y- you've to got to think somebody's got to get close within the first six, seven holes tomorrow or she's just going to carry on her own serene way and, and just stroll to victory. 100%. And she broke... She was a name we haven't mentioned here so far, and that's of Jody Hewitt-Shadoff, mm. who was in the final group today in round three, uh, and Impey Park broke her. She systematically broke her. Yeah. I, I, I'm surprised that Jodie Hewitt, she's never won on the LPG Tour, and she's been on there about 10 years now. I mean, the, she's better than that. I mean, she, mm. she should have won by now. She's certainly good enough. But, you have, I mean, it, the longer it takes, the, the more the doubts, the bigger the doubts get, and, you know, it's going to be harder and harder for her every time she gets in that position knowing what she's done before. Uh, I Put it this way, Huggy. She will never beat MB Park in a head-to-head contest again with what happened today. You should never say never. Mm. But she she fought back a couple of times after a double bogey that we mentioned earlier on the on the third, uh, Jody Hewitt. But she just could not uh, put the foot down when it needed to be done. Yeah, you're right. The, the the best we can say is that she might still do it, but it's going to get harder every time. Yeah. It's a pity because she's obviously a very talented player and continues to put her name into these positions, which is all you can do, really. Uh, hopefully she can figure it out. Um, Clates, anyone that you see there, do you like the French women at all in terms of chasing down Inby Park? No. Nope. How about uh, <laughs> how, how about So Yon Yu? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Well, she's too far back, but when Sayong, she bogeyed 18, she didn't birdie 17, she finished 5-5. Five, five. Yeah. She finishes 4-4 four, four and gets to 10, she's got a bit of a chance. A chance. But so if we, if, we give, if we give Mb Park a 70 tomorrow, which would be probably underselling her abilities, that would put her at 18 under the card, which means that someone like Maria Farsi at 9 under or Madeline Sagstrom is going to have to well, shoot 64. I've got a wee sneaking thing for Delacour. I think um, I talked to her, as I said, after uh, after a round, and I said to her, has she got much experience in, in links-like conditions, which is what we've mm. got out here this week? And she said, oh, she says, I actually, I, I won the uh, 2009 British Girls Championship. I said, oh, where, where did you win that? She says, I can't remember. It was near Liverpool. <laughs> it turned out it was West Lanks, which oh, is a terrific course, yeah. terrific links. And she's also, um, she's a semi-finalist in the British Ladies Championship, which is match play at Carnoustie hmm. three years later. And probably played golf at Le Touquet. And yeah, I mean, she's from yeah. Paris, but I mean, she, yeah. she'll have seen enough. Like, yeah. She's certainly... No, she's good, yeah. And she was, yeah. she's trending, as I said in the story I wrote about her. She's, she was top of the money list on the Symmetra Tour last year, having lost her card the year before, won twice... She was 16th last week in the Vic Open with a decent finish. She was only six shots out of the playoff. She's trending. She's she's playing well. She's putting really well. She could go low again, and you never know. Yep. So she's your pick as the smoky to come out yeah, of the pack? Yeah, she's my roughie. <laughs> You're roughie. <laughs> that's, that's nearly the appropriate use of the word roughie. Yeah. I'll be barracking for somebody soon. <laughs> Whatever that means. Oh. <laughs> I know it means something completely different in Scotland. What a strange country this is. (laughs) Everything's upside down. (laughs) I I want to say something, Clayton, but I'm not. Well, it's a funny story. We were talking about chalky bickies, and Sayong was talking about the story she didn't tell was when she sent a text watching the US Open at Oakmont that Dustin Johnson won. She said, I'm rooting Dustin Johnson. And Tommy came back and said, no, 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 you're rooting for what Dustin Johnson. Johnson. It's a whole different world. Yeah. There. 
Oh, it was yeah. kind of going along those lines, but I wasn't that brave. Oh, my yeah. goodness. The things, the, yes. the avenues we stroll on yeah. inside the road. Welcome to yeah. the world of golf, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the world of... So young as a, like Sevy, speaks broken English. Yeah. Better than most English and Australian people speak yeah. English. Yeah. You've got that charming, broken, mm-hmm. where it just sounds... Sevy was the best at it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it was better than li- listening to an English person speak English. With yeah. And So Young's the same. She just kind of fumbles it just enough to make it charming and yeah, perfectly right. understandable. And, yeah. But in her own way, it's brilliant. You know exactly what she means, even yeah. if she hasn't said yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> I've lost it, you Clayton. I've lost it twice in 149 episodes, and you've done it twice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, let's have a quick break here. We've got a couple of other tournaments to discuss around the world, and we'll come back with our final thoughts also on the Women's Australian Open here, live from Royal Adelaide Golf Club. The Golf Australia website is now the place to go to look up your handicap and so much more. Whether you're out and about on your phone or in the office trying to avoid work, just go to golf.org.au and punch your golf link number into the box at the top of the homepage. Who knows, maybe that last round was just good enough to put you in single figures. While you're on the site, check out the daily golf results at your club, view our course index for up-to-date ratings, Read the latest golf news from home and abroad, listen to Australian golf podcasts and interviews, and watch video tournament highlights or tips to improve your game. It's everything a golf tragic could want. Visit golf.org.au today, the home of Australian golf. Welcome back to Inside the Ropes, uh, a wrap-up here from Royal Adelaide Golf Club of day three of the ISPS Hander Women's Australian Open uh, we are excited to be here. We think the world revolves around this tournament. We're probably right in the sense of the women's world of golf, but there are a couple of other tournaments going on, namely including one in our own shores here at the, uh, at the Toowoomba Golf Club, the City Golf Club up there in, uh, on the Darling Downs. The Queensland PGA Championships going uh, huggy, and there's a couple of names there, one of which, I, well, probably two you are going to catch your eye, one in particular... Mm. But they're all tracking Brad Kennedy, who opened up with a magnificent, I think it was a course record equaling 61 on the past 70 layout there. And after three rounds, he maintains that lead at 14 under the card, but he's being chased down by the magnificently named Anthony Quayle. Uh, I have a feeling it might be a different Anthony Quayle, but he was a he was terrific in the guns of Navarone. I thought he's recovered well from that bout of gangrene. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony Quayle, of course... The uh, towering young pro from the Gold Coast, uh, a 63 today, uh, and it wasn't the only 63. We'll mention the next one in a second, but 63 from Anthony Quayle, who uh, really made a name for himself on the Japan Tour last year. Uh, recently married, tells me he's still on his honeymoon in life, which is, uh, we're not sure how that's going to pan out for him in the long run, but I'm pretty sure he's he's, he's hooked a pretty good fish up there, yeah, to be well. honest, so... Quayle is very happy in his life, which is fantastic. And 63 today to move within one of the lead. Uh, a share of third among Jamie Hook from New South Wales and a guy who's most definitely not Scottish. Well, he's just the latest. I think, you know, you're a bunch of robbers and thieves down here. You, you could, Steve, started with Stephen Allen, then Michael Sim, Caris Davidson. I mean, you take all our best players and claim that they're Australian. I've, I've, I don't know what's going on down here. Michael, Michael Sim was born in Aberdeen, <laughs> lived there till he was seven. He's Scottish, for goodness sake. Well, I would like to think that he's West Australian, but on the on the PGA Tour website here, he's from Queensland. I know he has moved up there, but 
I'm still going to call him West Australian. I can't call him Scottish Huggy. So <laughs> 60, 63 from him today. Uh, he's been a long time out of the winner's circle as well, a couple of years now. Uh, he's at 12 under alongside Jamie Hook. Uh, Scott Arnold, who's becoming pretty consistent, Clates. Um, he's handy there at 11 under, but an, a name that you're super impressed with among a host of guys at 10 under is young Kiwi. And do you want me to throw it to you to pronounce properly or do you want me to do it Denzel Iremia is that it oh, oh that's a nine and a half out of ten not bad he's good he's good isn't where, he where do he play really well he's straight open straight or open yeah. open yeah I saw him in a couple of shots last week at 13th beach and like wow he's is he and you would say is he a proper hitter of the ball yeah, yeah. well they all all the men look good because they're powerful all the good ones do mm. so yeah. we're more easily impressed by men than we are by women don't you think is that a fair thing to say or Ooh. Dominant down a bit there. I mean, uh, it depends what you're looking for, isn't it? I mean, if you just want to watch them smash it. Yeah, yes. yeah there's more of that. But yeah. Yeah. It's easy to be blown away in one shot by men. Yeah, it's like, wow, you see that yeah. bullet long on that rips yeah. out there 270 yeah. yards ago. Wow. At, at first glance, you're right. Yeah. So, Iremia is alongside uh, Aaron Wilkin, Chang Ji Lee of Korea, and uh, Callan O'Reilly, and the ever popular Jimmy Papadados at 10 under. I, look, I. It's, it's a course where you can really go low, uh, Townsville, to Toowoomba City Golf Club. So um, I'm not going to put a line under anyone, especially not having seen the play. Uh, there are a host of young guys coming through here in chase, but it's hard to see one of those top five or six guys um, chasing down Brad Kennedy it, outside the top five or six for me because um, one of those top five or six is likely to go low again on that course. Yeah, I mean the scoring's incredible, really, isn't it? Man? And again, and again, without knowing, and I apologise, we've, we've got our focus here at Royal Adelaide, but it's been incredibly wet in Queensland, and I'm assuming that the City Golf Club has copped a bit of that. And it's going to make it, you know, all the more easy to score. Yeah, I tell you, um, name that always I kind of watch from a distance is Papadatus. I mean, that guy. How much golf does that guy play? It's like every week he's somewhere in the world. I mean, he's almost like Peter Fowler. He's he tees it up yeah. anywhere and everywhere. That guy. Tell yeah. me more about him. Well, I love Dimmy. I'm in. The, I'm near the top of the Dimmy fan club um, because he lives life as he travels. So he he plays to travel and enjoy what life has to offer. So when play finishes on Sunday night, you'll find him partying for the next two days, and he makes no bones about that. And he'll actually quibble with anyone who pots him for doing it. Uh, so I think he enjoys life on the road. Yeah. He's one of those. Yeah, characters I mean, who you know. Every time I look up, he's somewhere. Yep, you know? he's he's been a prodigious traveller on the Challenge Tour. Mm. Uh, he's had a few cracks at events on the European Tour. I know he's been across into Southern Africa. He's uh, he'll go anywhere to play, and mm. it's A to play, but it's B to see the world and 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 live life. Yeah. And that, I'm not saying it's all a party. I'm just saying mm. that he, if there's something on, he's in it. It's not uh, a bad philosophy, is it? Ah, uh, you know, if everyone um, had that philosophy, we'd all be. Um, He's a ripping bloke, Jimmy. He's just—he's such a hospitable, amiable, generous, gregarious character. So, you know, he, he gets what's coming to him. I, he's I love like him. an old-fashioned Aussie. He's like the Aussies that played the European Tour back in your day, Mike. Well, not in my day, but like before that. it was more, much more. <laughs> um, Shearer, Newton, Stanley, yeah. yeah. Guinea. That's who I'm thinking. They were the yeah. ones who really yeah. stirred the European tour. I'm sure yeah. Neil Coles and yeah. those blokes couldn't believe it when, <laughs> when Jack and Bob and <laughs> slightly different lifestyles <laughs> there. And Stanley turned up and yeah, he's the he's almost different sport here and definitely a different era to Clates's golden era as you just put it. But uh, Keith Miller, the mm. Australian cricketer who was you know everything 
um, in terms of off-field activities as good as he was on-field. So he's that player, uh, and I know that everyone's got a soft spot for Dimmy. And uh, as we said, we're chasing down Brad Kennedy, another who asserted his authority on the Japanese tour this past year. Uh, so a really good start for him in season 2020. And now we move across the Pacific to catch up on a tournament that I have seen approximately no balls hit, Clates. So you, as the all-rounder here among us... It's called to, the Los Angeles Open. It's called the Los Angeles Open, no problem at all. That's what Freddie Couples referred to it this morning as. <laughs> Did he? Yeah. Yeah. I'm with Freddie on that one. So, so Matt Kuchar... Um, I don't think... I don't think Sam Snead won the Genesis Open in 1950, did he, when he beat Ben Hogan in the tell you what, if you look up the PGA Tour video (laughs) guide, I'm betting that he did. He won the Genesis Open. Did Genesis (laughs) exist in 1950? (laughs) So Matt Kuchar fired a second round 69 on top of his opening 64 to lead at nine, under by two from three players. Harold Varn of three, the former Australian PGA champion, a young punk from Northern Ireland called Rory McIlroy, who's newly crowned, or not, well, I guess he's recently re-crowned as the number one player in the world. And Wyndham Clark, uh, you've been a big fan of his for a long time, Huggy, I'd imagine, Wyndham Clark. Well, you know what he did? It was a <laughs> Wyndham Clark made 91% of putts inside 10 feet last oh, year. Red, he was that him. guy who did that thing on Twitter where he's, he's anti-line, there was a silly line on the ball, won't line it up, just much more of a feel well, it, aim it and hit it. And yeah. Don't get too precise about putting. He made 91% yeah. of putts from inside 10 feet. He's so. up there with Ashley Chesters as a name from a P.G. Woodhouse novel. Harold Varner the third. Yes, that's it's, right. They're all there. Uh, two Australians made the cut at the Los Angeles Open. Mark Leachman with rounds of 70 and 72. But the big news from an Australian perspective today was Adam Scott, who I'm reliably informed by Martin Blake, had it on a string for quite a while today in his second round and carted a magnificent 64. Um, if I call up his scoreboard here, uh, Scotty went nuts for a while. Clay, so were you, did, were you, did you get up in time to watch a bit of that? Uh, no. In fact, I'm gonna, no, I didn't. Uh, well, Bird the first, which is a par four. Bird the seventh, which is a, which is a shortest par four at Riviera. Birdie 10, the drivable four. Mm. And then made some tough birdies at the end. That's at 11, 13, 14, 16, the little par three, and 17. So... He's handily placed. Only when he uh, plays like that, you wonder how. Uh, I know what's going. If Adam, if Adam Scott had a bit of NB Park in him, he would win a lot of tournaments. Mm, yeah, would. I mean, you, you do wonder. You watch Adam, and you think, can you really play golf any better than that? And yeah, yeah and it's yeah. you know, it's but but just not to say that he hasn't had a fantastic career. No, no, he's, by the way, yeah, he's um, <laughs> so he's only. Let's, uh, let's not sit here and criticise yeah. Adam Scott. Yeah. Three shots behind Matt Kuchar, uh, and well placed with a weekend to come and two rounds to go at the Los Angeles Open. We are going to take a quick break and come back with our fourth and final segment here on Inside the Ropes. We'll be back with you from Royal Adelaide in just a second. Hi, I'm Minji Lee, and I'm proud to be an ambassador for MyGolf, Australian Golf's national junior program. One of my favourite things about coming back to Australia is seeing all the kids getting into golf. MyGolf is every Aussie kid's first step on their golfing pathway. It's all about fun and friendship, learning golf and life skills in a safe and healthy environment. Sir... If your child is between 5 and 12 years old, be sure to find a program near you at mygolf.org. Welcome back to Royal Adelaide Golf Club. Uh, we're getting ready for day four, the final day of the ISPS Handel Women's Australian Open. Before we just focus on that one last time, we did, I forgot, not the other two learned gentlemen alongside me, to talk about Tiger Woods. No podcast with him playing would be complete. I apologise. Uh, the great man fired a 73 today, Huggy. I think he just made the cut. 
Right on the number, I think, even par. Um, yeah, I think I saw a quote from him after he's 73 that he wasn't sharp today, was his verdict. Uh, and he's not apparently going to play next week in the World Golf Championship in Mexico, which does make you wonder as to exactly what his physical condition is. I mean, uh, why would he not play? I mean, he's got the Masters not too far off. I think last year he played five times before Augusta. This is only his second event of the year, I think. Am I right? Yeah, he was at Torrey Pines. Mm -hmm. So, you know, he needs to play a wee bit more if he's able. Um, but the fact that he's not makes me wonder if he is able. Or not. I don't want to hear the word rust come out of his mouth at, yeah. at, at, uh, at Arnold Palmer Invitational. He was always one for a, a wee excuse. It was used to leak out even back in the day, two or three days afterwards, that if, when Tiger didn't win, that oh, he had a wee cold or a wee tweak somewhere. <laughs> there was always plenty of that emanating from the offices of IMG. Mm -hmm. It was out of the same propaganda department as Bernard Langer's, no doubt. Because <laughs> Bernard was <laughs> always... Yeah. <laughs> amazing how many times Bernard had a cold. Or, yeah. Mind you, most times he won when he was sick. But, yeah. I didn't know he was like that. <clears throat> oh, yeah, Bernard was always sick. Um... He was always sick on his way to the bank. It's good to see at least. <laughs> yeah. It's good to see at least the World Golf Championships moving a long way from Florida. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, across on. the wall, across so, Mr. Trump's wall. One of one of the biggest misnomers in golf yeah, is the, the World, World Go Golf yeah. Championships. Yeah. Yeah. Be so cynical, Clay. It's at least a three-hour flight from uh, Miami to from Mexico Alaska. City. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit like the Red Sox winning the World Championship, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. Like, come on. Um, yeah. uh, I did want to mention, I forgot to mention this as we sort of go on a weird segue back to our tournament here, the ISPS Handout Women's Australian Open. Abraham Anson made the cut there on the same number as Tiger Woods, I think, uh, at one over the card. Um, even, I think, was he? Is he even? Yeah, yeah. Abraham Anson, no, he's one is, over. Is that Tiger, Tiger might have been even. Yeah, yeah you're right. Over, beg yeah. your pardon. Okay. Um, I did ask Maria Farsi uh, what, what it would be like to... Because to, she's extremely American in so many ways. As is Abraham Manson, yeah. for that matter. Um, but they're both proudly Mexican. And I, I'm, I've, she was the eye-opener for me today here at Royal Adelaide just to see that not only the prodigious distance that she drives the ball, but that she has got a lot of game. Uh, and she was pretty keen to continue to put Mexican golf on the map globally. But follow Abraham Manson's footsteps and win a national championship in Australia, I think it'd be pretty special in her eyes as well. Yeah, they always have a kind of flash of brilliance about them. That the Latin players, they I mean, do. It's oh, a stereotype, yeah. I know, but yeah, you know, Sevi and you know, Cabrera I mean, and yeah, Romero. I mean, yeah, and there was a great rhythm. Yeah, and, you know, and yeah, yeah. You ever see Salvador Balbuena play? Yes, yeah. he was good, wasn't he? He was, yeah. Briefly. He was the one who said, "I'm going to die." He walked out of the restaurant and yeah, died. Twenty-eight years old. Yeah, that's right. Had a heart attack in a yeah. French Open, right? Yeah, I remember seeing him. He years predicted ago. his own heart yeah. attack. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Wow. That was spooky. Yeah, he wasn't old, was he? 28. Yeah. yeah. Jeez. Well, I think of the players who today here at Royal Adelaide played themselves out of contention. We probably mentioned all the, the ones at the top of the leaderboard. Stacey Lewis, a 75. G.I. Shin, a 74. I'm being pretty harsh on these guys here. Herjin Choi didn't have her best, a 73. Uh, other, others who we probably expected. Anna Nordquist um, didn't fire a shot today, 75 to slide down. Uh, Mel Reid couldn't back up her... Uh, hole in one heroics yesterday, although I'm reliably informed she shouted the bar for all the volunteers after yeah, her hole in one yesterday, did. which is pretty awesome. Uh, and I have been meaning to mention as we wind this up, and this is totally, I've just forgotten to do it so many times, but I'm not going to today because we have got a second. Uh, last week at Southern Golf Club in Melbourne, a gentleman won uh, A grade with 42 Stalford points in the Saturday competition, and his name was Robert Shearer. 
He broke his age, didn't he? He had he 70. Did. I think he had, one. had 71 and he's 71. He might be on his age. Bob Shearer. I wanted to bring oh, that on the podcast. No. I've been meaning to do it for a couple of editions. So. Legend is overused, but not in his case. Matt, no. Gr- Matt Griffin and I played the president's, sorry, the Premier's Golf Day at Royal Melbourne a couple of weeks ago to raise money for the bush. Which they raised 550000 in one day for the bush fry appeal. And we were on the fifth hole hitting shots. And I w- we would both hit onto the green, and I would go down and get the balls and putt and come back, and then we would alternate. And I was walking back. I just looked up, and I saw this guy. Swing. Well, that's a good swing. Bob Shearer. Yeah. Bob Shearer. Yeah. Bob. Really. Bob in here. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Just you could tell by the swing. Yeah. yeah. He just loves to play, yeah. obviously. I looked from the back. It was, it was a nice looking motion. That's phenomenal. I'm sorry to throw that in the middle of a women's leaderboard. Who won? Connection with Royal Adelaide. Oh. Come on, Hazy. You know that. Bob Shearer's <laughs> connection with Royal Adelaide. This Did is he? really easy. Is it? Yeah. 51 years ago. Did he win the Australian Amateur here? He, won the, he beat Jack oh, Newton in the semi final. Did he? 1969. He wasn't in the state team. He was not happy not being picked in the state <laughs> team. So he got his own <laughs> way over his here. Point, yes. Beat Jack Newton in the semi-final. And then oh, I did. Now that you say that, see his name on the on the mm. on a board here in the golf in the clubhouse. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Well, he's here. a legend. He's an absolute legend. Continuing the run, we saw Minji Lee. We spoke Minji Lee earlier. 74 today. The fall out of contention, realistically, at three under the card. Uh, Lee six again a pair of 74s and she trudged out of here not overly happy uh, she's at four under the card Christy Kerr a 72 today she wasn't realistically a contender I don't think here but Nellie Corder is the, probably the story of people who didn't make a move who were expected to a 72 the same as Hannah Green to improve one shot but at five under she's too far back to defend her title wouldn't you say Yes, I mean she was my tip at the start of the week, so I'm gonna. I'm, I think I should Maybe. change my name to Wrong John for, for, for these sort of things. So, wrong so John. you want to go out there and shoot 68 and 500 and get to 10 under and finish 10th? And yeah, yeah, good players do yeah. that, don't they? They do. Yeah. Well, that's just about it here from day three of the ISPS Hand of Women's Australian Open. Big thanks to all the ground staff and the volunteers here who make this event tick. They're out in front of us, so we should get out of the caravan safely. For me, having said that, so. Uh, thank you, John Huggin. Appreciate your time. My pleasure. Mike Clayton, thank you. Thank you, Hazy. That's episode 149 of Inside the Ropes. We'll be back to do it all again tomorrow. The Golf Australia website is now the place to go to look up your handicap and so much more. Whether you're out and about on your phone or in the office trying to avoid work, just go to golf.org.au and punch your golf link number into the box at the top of the homepage. Who knows? Maybe that last round was just good enough to put you in single figures. While you're on the site, check out the daily golf results at your club, view our course index for up-to-date ratings, read the latest golf news from home and abroad, listen to Australian golf podcasts and interviews, and watch video tournament highlights or tips to improve your game. It's everything a golf tragic could want. Visit golf.org.au today, the home of Australian golf.